You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Uh, greetings beautiful people. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am really excited to be here with you for another episode of the African Father in America podcast, Afia podcast and I am joined by a really wonderful guest Stephen Senkaba who is joining us all the way from Kampala. Uh, Mr. Senkaba just say hello to our viewers and our listeners please. Hello listeners, hello viewers. I'm excited to be here on this podcast. Thank you Simon for hosting me. Fantastic. I'm also excited to have you and uh, for those who have been following the Afia podcast over the last few months, uh, we've actually been highlighting a number of authors who are part of the Remembering Your Future book that was recently uh, launched uh, in Kampala uh, that brought some of the most incredible authors and journalists and thinkers in, in Uganda together. Uh, and th this book was edited by Chris Conti, who is a renowned journalist based in Washington, D.C. And I've really, really been honored to have the privilege to get in the minds of uh, incredible uh, thinkers like Steven Senkaba, who is joining us here today. But as usual, we will start with an African proverb. And uh, our proverb today takes us to Uganda, Uganda, where Senkaba is. And this proverb says that never give a dog a second bone until he has finished the first one. Never give a dog a second bone until he has finished the first one. So if you're watching the show on YouTube specifically, I want you to make sure you give us your thoughts on this proverb in the comment section. Uh, subscribe to the channel and also give this video a thumbs up. That's how... The YouTube algorithm understands that you actually showed up to be here with us today. Now, I want to share three nuggets of wisdom, and then I am going to uh, request my special guest to also share his own perspective on today's proverb. So our first nugget of wisdom that is related to today's proverb says that don't overcommit yourself. You know, it's better to focus on a few things and do them well than to spread yourself too thin and end up doing everything poorly you know uh, note that one down uh, the second one says that be patient it takes time to achieve you know goals and don't try to rush things or you'll be more likely to make a lot of mistakes that's the second nugget of wisdom then the third nugget of wisdom says that be grateful for what you have. Don't always uh, be looking for the next thing uh, before you finish what you have at hand. You know, appreciate the things that you have in your life and focus on making them even better. You know, a lot of us, uh, especially in this era of the Internet and AI, uh, we want to have everything. You know, we want to have the most followers on social media. We want to have the most likes, the most views, you know. Uh, but we don't realize that we are healthy. We have food to eat. We have a family. We have a roof over our head, you know. Uh, and those basics, if you can appreciate them in a deeper way, 
your children sees how grateful you are then they learn how to be grateful for what they have your community and it just grows you know and so uh this is a really really beautiful proverb i want to hear what mr senkaba has to say about it go ahead please thank you very much i i wouldn't um deviate very far from what you just said uh what strikes me most importantly about this proverb is focus um i mean uh you cannot have everything otherwise you will lose everything and um like you said i think that there is it's a natural tendency to worry about things that um don't seem to be going well or things that we have in our grasp but we never realize we have them until we lose them so um i think it is a very timely uh sort of advice that um focus on what you have um pay attention um i um there is a school motto here that says um um launch in the deep like um when you do something go to the very depth of that thing instead of like you said spreading yourself too thin um concentrate pay attention to what you have appreciate what you have that way you are able to make the most of it before you worry about having everything else um that is that the biggest takeaway for me from from this um proverb i love that i love i love the statement you also mentioned at the beginning of your of your of your thoughts where you said that if you want everything you lose everything and and that's that's so important uh you know especially to me you know so one of the beautiful things about uh uh podcasting and especially for me the the afia podcast is that i am a student too you know i don't come here to host so that i can pretend that i know everything but I, i'm learning constantly you know uh, i'm learning constantly because i believe that based on all these ideas uh, that i guess i get from all the guests that i host i think i become wiser maybe that's why i have a lot of gray hair lately <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes, yeah. yeah so yeah. um one of my favorite uh, questions that i love asking each and every guest on the show is uh for 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 my guests to share a childhood story you know because for me I believe that uh, the work I do today was inspired by something that happened when I was younger and I love sharing a story of when I was 8 years old my mother gave me a bicycle and asked me to help her distribute uh, milk and bread in our neighborhood and uh, you know I grew up in Manyata in Kisumu Kenya and those years really inspire who I am today you know that's when I formed the habit of waking up early working hard building strong relationships and finding solutions to problems in our community share with us something similar you know uh, something that might have happened that continues to not only inform your work as an author but also uh, as someone who loves uh, studying you know now you are a phd student in fact for those who are meeting uh, mr senkaba for the first time is uh, a phd student at the university 
of Oregon here in the US. Uh, I don't even know how he's able to do that from Kampala uh, and is in the School of Journalism and Communication at the University of Oregon. And, uh, you know, he's got a rich background of, uh, you know, uh, studying, uh, you know, uh, digital media platforms and, uh, you know, and also local language uh, media in Africa. He specializes specifically on, uh, you know, leading Uganda's languages. And you just have to speak about all of this in a moment. I want to give you space to just talk about your background in depth. Um, but for now, share with us just a little story of what is it that inspires all this incredible work that you're doing? Thank you very much, Simon. Um, so I, I was a very, very, I was, I was a very stubborn, very stubborn boy as, as, as a child. So, um, I remember one particular day, I think I was about uh, seven years old, uh, my dad uh, had a, a, Volks, a Volkswagen or a Beetle, a, that small uh, Beetle car that uh, was parked in the compound. And I remember that as a small child, I was a very curious little boy, curious and stubborn. So that car had been parked in our compound one afternoon and my dad with his friends were in the house talking and having a conversation my curiosity took the best of me yes senkaba just move slightly this other way because i'm, I'm just seeing half of there you go now you can stay there and don't move uh, so okay. you you're saying your, your father and his friends were inside the house and curiosity took the better of you yes. so keep going yes. <laughs> Yes, so so I, I, I opened the car. I got into the car. Somehow, I convinced my two youngest, my my two siblings to follow suit. I got into the driver's seat, and uh, somehow tinkered with a with a with a starting with a starting key, and I was able to move the car. I was able to move the car. I was too little to even step on the brakes. Um, I didn't know what I was doing, but the car moved. And what saved me is what saved us is that we're able to hit uh, a house that was right in front of us. So it moved a distance and it hit the house that was in front of us. And then the, my dad and his friends came from from the house and and they came to our rescue they were concerned um they were annoyed but i just looked on as if nothing had happened uh this uh, story scary almost unbelievable as it sounds sort of uh speaks to my curiosity i have always had questions about things how do things happen how do things unfold uh the more impossible something looks the more interesting it is to me that has uh sort of driven me to venture into areas that i have um, 
almost feared. Uh, the more fearful something looks, the more uh, sort of inviting it is for me to try out to find out what exactly is happening. So that story has never left me because, first of all, it was a very risky thing to do. I don't know how my seven-year-old self mastered the courage to do that. To do that, but also it has uh, inspired me to always find out what is happening and how do I get myself involved into situations. I love it. I love it. I was laughing the entire time because I, I had a similar experience. You know Matatus, these minibuses in in uh in east africa in kenya uganda they're much more common uh we had a right. neighbor who had a matatu and actually ended up doing a similar thing he used to give us free rides in his matatu so we, i used to see him uh starting the matatu with two wires you know so one day while he was in his house you know he lived in the same compound with us i was like today is my turn you know oh god <laughs> So I brought all my friends in the, you know, in the neighborhood and told them, hey, guys, I know how to drive this Matatu, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's uh, go for a ride, uh, you know. And I was also short, just like you're saying, I was little and I could not even reach the brakes, but I was so confident. I was like, I've seen this guy do this thing many times. So today is my turn and I can't even continue with the story. I'll just stop there. It's a story for another day. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just want to welcome everybody who is joining us for today's episode of the Afia podcast. I am here with Mr. Steven Senkaba, who is um, a PhD student at the University of Oregon. He's an author and he also has a master's from the University of Leeds. You know, uh, looking at his bio, he's just going back to school all the time and he's still doing incredible things. I want to understand what's your motivation with education? Why is it that uh, you've made this a part of your story and your, your, it's something you're committed to. And then after that, I want us to go into, you know, what it means to you to be a part of this incredible book. Um, I'm going to share the book on the screen in a moment. But just talk to us a little bit about your background in journalism and communication. Uh, why are you so passionate about it? But also, why are you going back and really uh, strengthening your skills around it? Yeah, um, so um, I started uh, working in journalism about 10 or so years ago as a freelance journalist. And I went to work with uh, uh, New Vision uh, Printing and Publishing Corporation. That's uh, one of Uganda's leading media organizations. And I worked there as a features writer. So I my i've always been fascinated by storytelling and all my journalism career revolved around writing descriptive pieces pieces that enabled me to uh, observe and also um, write creatively that's why i never did so much of news writing i went into feature writing because feature writing offered me the opportunity to write, uh, to spend time talking to people, interview them, but also tell their stories in a creative way. Uh, so my a lot of my writing 
really revolved around reproducing what I had observed, uh, uh, analyzing things as opposed to reporting things as they had been told to me. So I did journalism for um, about 10 years, um, taking opportunities to go back to school. Um, five years into my career, I went and did uh, my master's degree in international journalism at the University of Leeds, um, following a, a evening uh, scholarship. And when I finished my master's, I still went back to to the newsroom. I went back to Uganda and practiced as a features writer, and then as a later as a contributing editor. Um, I continued in journalism, but the things that kept happening as digital media started to take shape in the way that journalists uh, operated, I became more, more curious about how we are going to to uh, incorporate uh, digital tools in our work. So I started to to sort of ask myself, where is this digital revolution taking our work as journalists? So that piqued my interest into uh, academia. Uh, I started uh, looking for opportunities to go back to uh, further my studies. So I got an opportunity to do a journalism research fellowship at the University of Michigan in the US in 2019. And uh, from there, I continued to ask more questions. Where is digital media taking us as journalists? And that uh, challenged me to further into a PhD. So that's how I ended up at the University of Oregon, where I am currently researching digital media and, uh, and uh, uh, local language media. So that's a bit of uh, my, my background. It's journalism and academia. That's incredible. What are your thoughts about podcasting since digital media is your primary focus uh, in your studies? Uh, what have you, uh, you know, formed as an opinion in regards to podcasting, which is what we are doing right now? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. I like that question because when I went to Michigan, the University of Michigan in 2018, 2019, my project actually focused on podcasting. Um, I think podcasting is a very relevant uh, platform, especially for African journalists and African communicators because podcasting taps into our culture as storytellers, as people that grew up around stories, as people whose forefathers sat around the fireplace and told stories and listen to stories. I think podcasting is that modern version of the fireplace. So podcasting is not just um, an important platform. It's not just a modern platform for African, for where Africans tell stories, but I think it is part of, it is, it is an important uh, part of our culture as storytellers. So, um it is relevant it is timely 
and actually when I went back to New Vision at the end of my uh, my fellowship at the University of Michigan, I was asked to start a podcast platform and uh, since then uh, New Vision Vision Group now has been is venturing into podcasting so it is important but it is also relevant it is very African because it taps into our ability to narrate and share our experiences that's fantastic so uh, uh, I, I just thank you for responding to that question I know we didn't plan for it uh, for those who are joining us uh, you know part of why we are here is to really uh, dive into this wonderful book known as Remembering the Future, uh, Reflections on Uganda Culture and uh, U- Reflections on Ugandan Culture in Changing Times. So if you're watching, I want you to take a second and go to the website of the book. It's called ugandamemories.com. And if you are somewhere that is not Uganda, you can go to amazon.com. Uh, or anywhere that you can access the internet. You can go to Amazon.com and get a copy of the book. Specifically, if you're in Uganda, you can go to Ibua Publishers or Ibua Publishing and also get a copy of the book um, that my wonderful brother, Steven Senkaba, is also featured on as an author. Uh, Mr. Senkaba, speak about why being on this book is important to you and then read your favorite excerpt from the chapter that you wrote. Uh, being uh, featured in, in this book is such a huge privilege for me because it is the first time that I have had my work in published form, in a book published form. So that is extremely important. Uh, it's a huge platform for me to go out there, to have my work out there um, in such a a prestigious collection with 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 very good very talented uh co-authors so it means a lot it's not just a platform but it is also an an a door opening opportunity for me it is also a challenge for me because now that my work is published in such a an important collection I cannot look back. I can only get better. So it is a challenge for me to even do better. So this is what being published in this book means. Um, I can now read an excerpt. Um, um, I'm going to read uh, an excerpt uh, from my encounter with uh, Isaac Nabwana, the the owner of Wakaliwood Ramon Film Productions. This is the guy that my story focuses on. On a slow, dreary Saturday evening, I meet Nabwana at his home and studio in Wakaliga, a shanty town on the southwestern edge of Kampala. Rickety video halls boom with life as I navigate the narrow mud paths of the famous slime. Sounds of kung fu kicks and talk of thieves escaping from a shrine emanate from a rusty structure made of iron sheets. These whet my viewing appetite. 
but also my eagerness to meet the filmmaker who has won the hearts of many Ugandans by producing raw, mostly, mostly low-cost films amid the one-room tenements, muddy parts, and open streams of sewage here. A slum, a slum might seem a surprising place for a movie studio, but Nabwana wears his roots with pride. He calls his studio Wakaliwood, linking it both, linking it both to his immediate surroundings and another center of filmmaking half a world away, Hollywood. I love that. It almost also sounds like Wakanda, you know. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I've seen I've seen a story in the news about uh you know this this uh this 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 filmmaker that you focus your chapter on. Uh and I just love your style of writing. Uh I could definitely you know walk with I felt like I was walking into that neighborhood with you uh and right. you know it it was just beautiful it was just beautiful um so as he read your 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 chapter of the book uh the filmmaker as he does he know that the book is out and as he read it and uh, how does he feel about the story that you wrote about him um he knows we have talked he knows that um we have been doing this project i have been updating him he knows that the book is out. Um, whether he has read it or not, I am not sure. Um, I am. I will check with him. But um, he's been excited from the time that he has known that we are doing a book project on this. Um, he's followed. I have shared some excerpts with him. So I have no doubt that Isaac is very proud. And because he's been excited about this project he's been very very helpful and very forthcoming with 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 ideas and information and support so yes he's aware excellent excellent so for uh, those who are watching if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel i would really really encourage you to do that that's one of the ways that you can support the afia podcast and secondly if you're watching and you'd like to get a copy of uh, the, 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 the book that we're discussing today, our book, I want to show you the cover of this book. I really love the cover and uh, remembering the future reflections on Ugandan culture in changing times. Go to Amazon or Ibua Publishers. Uh, Amazon is for those who are not in Uganda. Uh, and if you are in Uganda, you can go to Ibua Publishing to get uh, your copy of the book. Uh, and then I just want to also give you space, Mr. Senkaba, to take uh, a moment and talk to us about uh, talk to us about uh, how we can support you. You know, uh, if there is anybody else who is watching this and they just particularly want to support you and your growth as a journalist or they want to stay connected with you on social media, uh, how do they do that? Thank you very much. Um, I, I am very active on uh, social media, especially LinkedIn, um, Twitter, 
uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I have a presence on Facebook. Um, I don't visit as as often, but I do have a presence on Facebook as well. So I would request that uh, people out there please follow my work. I am working on um, a website. I should say an online platform. I already have my work there, but I need to update it as well. So the best way to support a person like me is because I am trading in ideas. I would be very pleased if people can uh, share, can engage with my work, maybe share ideas, maybe ask critical questions. To me, that's one of the greatest supports that I need. And um, I also have a MacRack. A MacRack is an online sort of platform for people that are, uh, have done journalism. A lot of my work appears there as well. So please visit um, and you will be able to see my work. All my handles have my name. Uh, Stephen Senkaba, uh, they should be able to come up um, the moment you do a Google, basic Google search, my work appears there. And that is also the best way to connect with me on LinkedIn, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, as well as Facebook and MacRack. Uh, I'll be happy to to get feedback about what I am doing um, very soon. I think that I will be publishing in academic journals. Uh, I'd also like to, for people to engage with my work um, on, on, those, on those as well. Um, once I finish working on my online platform, probably it will be a WordPress platform I will share it on my social media platforms. Let's talk. Let's connect there. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you again for making the time for us to have this wonderful conversation today. Uh, for everybody who joined us, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to my channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is where we are live now at Okelo Java. And that's uh, the Afia Podcast official channel. But I want to give a shout out to some of our wonderful guests. Uh, I see that Joe uh, Brazil joined us here. He says, good morning, Kings. Uh, Marsha Mutisi also joined us here. She says, we learn a lot on the show indeed. And then Jones uh, Manasse also joined us from Kisumu. He says, following in from Kisumu, Kenya, and also says that the more impossible, the more interesting, amazing. I love that. And then Stephen Okoth also joining us from Kisumu, Kenya says, hello, great family. Good morning, good evening, happy day and blessed evening. And also Martin Osome says, inspiring story. So uh, I just thank you all for taking the time. Uh, you know, my guest has been wonderful and he has shared with you how you can stay connected with him. I'll be back here again, same time. Uh, Mr. Senkaba, thank you again. Uh, have a beautiful rest of your evening over there in Kampala. Whenever you have a project uh, that you want us to highlight on the show, 
feel free to reach out and we can have you back as a guest again okay thank you thank you so much for having me i'm i'm happy you are, you're in seattle so you're not very far away from where i live so i will be in touch uh thank you so much i will soon go back to oregon thank you and thank you for having me thank you for this opportunity and uh uh to my fellow authors to chris and everyone who made this project possible thank you so much thank you for the platform thank you for uh everything and to our viewers and listeners on the afia uh podcast and youtube channel thank you for the attention thank you very much excellent let's stay in touch thank you very much take care thank you african father in america you are listening to african father in america podcast by simon javanokelo live from seattle